The truth will set you free, but first it'll piss you off. Hey, bad bitches wanna be my bitch. Politics made simple for the everyday millennial and why you should give a hot damn. I hope everybody is alive and well. Well, of course you're alive or else you wouldn't be listening to this podcast. (laughs) It's the corny things in life that gives me the greatest amount of joy. Don't mind. But yes, I hope you all are doing great, doing well, being awesome in the kingdom, all of that good stuff. I'm doing pretty darn okay myself. I cannot complain. I have a roof over my head. I have food in the refrigerator and my edges are semi-growing. Yes, it's a good day. Good day. Just get right on into it. As you know, I like to start my show off with disclaimers. Disclaimer number one, I curse. Two, the English language is hard and I will mess it up. Three, we won't see eye to eye all the time, but we can agree to disagree, still have a conversation and keep it moving. And be friends afterwards. Or still be friends afterwards. Huzzah. Four. I'm in the kingdom. That is my qualifications on speaking on today. And five. Things may change by the time you hear this. So keep that in mind. So. Let's move into what I am here for this week. What I'm here for is a nice light segment that could be anything, pop culture, political culture, or just life. You know, whatever you theme is necessary that you like, that makes you smile, that gives you the greatest amount of joy that's happened in the past week. We're going to express it. We're going to explain it in this little segment. What I'm here for this week is not necessarily this week, but just as this season. I am here for the Chicago Bears football. I really am. And they're doing fairly decent this season. Yes, I know they lost this past Sunday. But considering the last few seasons have been complete and utter trash, I don't think they're doing too shabby. I am not your sports fanatic. Let me put out this little tidbit of a mini disclaimer. I'm not your sports fanatic. I cannot tell you stats. I can't even tell you players. I know the bare minimum enough for me to understand the vocabulary, what is happening on the field. If you explain to me a play, I can look at you and not think that you're talking German to me. I know that and I can enjoy myself and have a good time doing it. It's a fabulous time watching football. I like football. I really do. But again, I'm not your sports fanatic, but I will sit there and watch it with you and understand it. Yes. I will also raise hell 
and a bar cheering for the Chicago Bears. I have a select few teams that I enjoy, but the Chicago Bears, being born and raised in the Chicagoland area, that's always going to be number one team. And some people can argue that, argue me down. We can, and that's perfectly fine. Yes, I know they have their issues, but like most good family members, who's perfect? We all are dysfunctional at times. We love each other. We pick each other back up. I also got told the other day that I don't know squat about football or that I don't know squat about the Bears. And that person may have truth and merit to what he's saying. But again, I would raise hell and be the loudest person at a bar screaming when they do well and I'll be the loudest cursor and cursing up a storm if they lose. So I'm here for Chicago Bears this past week. Another thing that I am here for is Nancy Pelosi winning the Dem nomination for Speaker of the House. For people who do not know, Speaker of the House is actually a very mighty powerful position. They're third away from the presidency. Just so happens, put it in retrospect, Trump dies or gets impeached or what have you. He steps down from his seat and Mike Pence dies, steps down, does whatever, whatever, what have you. That next person in line for the presidency is the Speaker of the House. So it's a mighty powerful position to have. So you can see if you ever notice on the news all the hoopla over the nominations for Speaker of the House. Now... Nancy Pelosi getting the nomination is also a double-edged sword for me because on one part, I don't mind Nancy Pelosi. I really don't. If you are a person that researches or gives a damn about politics and women in politics more specifically, you know Nancy Pelosi's name. I'll put it at that. You know Nancy Pelosi and how she... A dominating player in American politics. I'll put it that way. Not only for a woman, but American politics as a whole. She's a dominating figure in Congress. So just to see her try for a second time to be female Speaker of the House, I like it. The mini feminist in me is really gung-ho about it. Then on the other hand, a reason why I'm a little like, about it as well is because as a millennial I'm kind of ready for some fresh and new faces I really want to see other people newer people that is not a part of the democratic establishment go forth and prosper and you know be great however it well it's not even however Pelosi just represents old school politics and traditions and the truth of the matter, I think the majority of millennials want to see something different. But what's even more so interesting is the freshman class of the representatives that's about to come in in January, they want to see something new as well. Yes, she got her seat by 208 votes. She needs 218 out of the full House of Representatives to secure her seat as Speaker. But the 46 freshman class really do want to pass legislation. They want to do something in Congress other than looking into investigations. And that's fair. That is a very fair impression. That's a very admirable 
thing to do because that's the reason why we elected these people or reelected these people is for them to do something for our day-to-day lives like try to put together this crappy nation so i get it i understand where they're coming from but it will be interesting if nancy pelosi will follow through with doing something or will it be investigations the next two years because one thing that nancy pelosi is great at she's phenomenal at is getting votes now how she gets the votes that's up for debate but she is great at getting votes getting jobs done for legislations to be passed and she's good at politicking now some people are like that is despicable and it's irritating and what have you how Ever. Politicking is in almost every business or every organization that you can think of. That whole notion of if you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours kind of thing. If you give me a little, I'll give a little. And that's in almost every organization that you can think of. And I want you to debate me on this. Every organization, including the church, has politics. So it's normal. It's really normal to politic, to schmooze, to caucus things that if you believe in it, how are you going to get more people on your side to do so? So she's phenomenal at that. That is how the Affordable Health Care passed, in part, largely due to her. I want to know, will she follow through on some of the promises to secure her seat? Or is it just hogwash and she doesn't give a damn? She just got her seat. She got her position. So it's really interesting to see how she would do. Not saying that she'll do bad because she didn't do too shabby in the Bush administration. But I'm, I'm curious because this is also a very more progressive or become turning into more of a progressive House of Representatives. So we'll see if she can gain some more votes to secure her seat as Speaker of the House. I'm curious on what they'll do, whether or not they'll pass some legislation. And I don't think that they, it's a question of if they will. I think it will be the bare minimum. I think more so that the investigations on the Trump administration will be the forefront of the next two years. But I think if they want to secure seats in 2020, You gotta pass something, whether or not it's free ice cream. You gotta pass something because at this rate, people are tired, upset, and tired. So let me know what you're here for this week. This is all that I'm here for this week. Let me know your thoughts and everything like that. Email me, join the conversation on Instagram or Facebook. Moving on to the semi-old news, but it's something that keeps on being brought up and it is making my ass itch to the degree that I keep on having conversations about this topic and issue for the past week or ever since that darn picture surfaced the internet and I've been having these debates arguments have you with people over the subject and that is immigration in the migrant caravan from Central America and I'm talking about it because I'm irritated and why not? This is a platform to talk about it. So I'm going to talk about it. I just have a few things to say on this matter and I will not beat the dead horse about it. But I just, it's just making me irritated the more I go back and forth with these people. So we have background story for people who do not know like the background of it. 
So the floodgates of people from Central America are trucking along to Mexico to gain access to the United States. Well, President Cheeto here said, hell no, we won't go. And he basically has military enforcement to guard the border and instructed his military to use necessary force by any means necessary. I'll put it that way. Cool! That's great. That's awesome. Now, there isn't a problem defending borders. I have had an episode on immigration. I believe it was my second episode starting this podcast about immigration that goes way more in depth in the whole grand scheme of things and the problems, error, whatever that people have about immigration and all what have you. This episode just basically expresses my frustration mainly, but also too that times are changing in a sense. And there's not a problem defending your border. Not at all. Every country has a right to defend borders and to allow or disallow who may come and who may leave this country. That is your right as a country. You don't want everybody and their mama up in here. I get it. I understand it. It also isn't a surprise that this is happening because Trump ran on this. As much as people are like, oh my God, this is horrible. Oh God, what is happening? As much as we want to be like, the fuck? We knew this was happening. Like at every rally till this day, build the wall. So I'm not, it's not surprising. What's disheartening to me is, why do we have to go through such extreme measures to prove a point? I get the whole concept of determinant and, you know, making an example out of somebody. But clearly that's not working because they're coming anyway. And the fact of the matter, do we really have to go as deep as tear gassing children? Do we really have to? And I know some people are like, these people are staged. Okay, we could go with the argument that, you know, the cameraman took a great picture, great time. Like, he got lucky with a shot. Okay, cool. I've always wondered how do some of these cameramen get all these shots throughout history. I always wondered that. Like, how close were you to get these shots? Lord. Regardless of the matter, why do we have to tear gas children? Why? Why do we have to put children in harm's way? Why do we have to make an example out of children who didn't ask to be here? Point blank, period. And for all those people that says that, oh, well, it's the parents' fault for putting these children in that predicament. Fair. They didn't ask to be here. They didn't ask to freaking travel. Children do not ask for the decisions and the life that their parents create. They didn't ask for it. However, for the parents who may be listening, or just hypothetically, if you want to become a parent one day, why would you not fight for a basic, secure life for your child? Think about it. If you came from a place of torture 
of violence, of crime. Why would you want to leave your child there? Because in their minds, I'm just taking a wild guess that whatever hell they're about to endure to come into the U.S. is probably 10 times better than the life they just left. Why would you not want to give your child the best life that you know how to provide? Why would you keep them in such dangerous conditions? So for all the people who say the parents are wrong for putting their children in harm's way or in that predicament, fuck off. Because there is no right way to parent. And until you have to sacrifice, legit sacrifice, like by any means necessary type shit in order for my child to have a life, a life, a far better life than what they would have been living back where we came from. Until that is something that you have done or you've made any type of sacrifice for your child, please shut up, please. I, we, there's no need for your judgment. No need for your judgment at all. Whether or not you're for immigration or against immigration, just think about it's a human life at the end of the day. And sorry if that went on a little tangent. That was just one of the main things that I kept on seeing on the internet and the argument for why would the parents put their children in that predicament. And it really just grinded my gears and I wanted to speak on it. But going more so on an intellectual conversation that's not based off of emotion, but can we also just put it out there that majority of the people that have a problem with immigration were born before 1980. 1980 and later really don't give a fuck. Like they're more diverse. They're more <laughs> into diversity and inclusiveness. And there are plenty of research and surveys out there that pretty much tailor and go towards that point. We typically don't care about the crap because one thing about it, our generation is way more fluid than generations past. Yes, you've had the sex, drugs and rock and roll and all this things of that nature and growing up and living your best life as the kids are saying these days. But in this generation, we are way more fluid. I think it doesn't necessarily matter about immigration and how like it's destroying our country, quote unquote, because if you really think about it, 21% of millennials are made up of Latinos. So this also gives into the conversation about immigration, about caravans, about being more inclusive into this country when in all totality we are a melting pot of people although yes Caucasian is the majority race but if you look at it overall we are a melting pot we have very 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 different views of life and different colors and we're mutts in all totality I think that adds to the tolerance level of immigration compared to older adults and if you really look at it this way, 52% of millennials are in favor of immigration and inclusiveness and are pro-immigration and wants immigration reform in order to preserve the immigrant. And compared to 48% of people who think that immigration is destructing our values, they don't want 
to have much immigration reform in towards the immigrant or the person that comes in. And that's cool. That's fine. My only thing about all of this is we are all immigrants except for the Native Americans who was stripped away from their land. I don't get how we have so much to say about immigration when this land doesn't even belong to us in the first place. So I don't understand when majority of the immigrants or caravans that come into the U.S. really want zero problems, big fella. They want zero problems. They just want to live their best life and keep it moving. And if we have a problem with them not obtaining citizenship or going about citizenship in the right way, why don't we help them? Why is that a problem? Not helping your fellow neighbor. What, why, why do we are so me by me when it comes to this? So we say, oh yeah, you need to become a citizen. Well, why don't we help them become one? I don't know. Maybe that's just me and my kumbaya MLK nonviolent movement beliefs. But I think the world would be a better place if we actually look for some solutions and try to help people find solutions than to tear them down when they're at their lowest point. But I don't know. Maybe that's just me. I'm going to leave it there. I can open it up to this debate. Tell me your thoughts. And let me know if you're pro-immigration or you're not immigration, not for it, don't want it. You're like, "Mm, nope, can't deal with it. Let me know. Let me know if the immigration policies are like way too far or they're just right. You can email civildiligence at gmail.com, Instagram, Facebook. Also, I am super excited to tell you all that my website is being in the process of being built. I should be launched in January of 2019. So I'm super excited about that to see what I can do with that website and create my world for you all to be more a part of the conversation and in the kingdom with me. So I hope that you all are going to be great, be prosperous, be everything that you want to be and more. Be in the kingdom. See you next time. Peace. Bouncing around, bouncing around, bouncing, bouncing around, bouncing. Hate supplements are found right in their couches. Bouncing around, bouncing around, bouncing. Shout out to them people.